Today, we begin with me staring down the business end of a muffin that's being pointed at me. I learned to consider the source. Well, before I start to laugh, we visit the celebrity trial of the century. Okay, fine, let's be honest. It's really just the celebrity trial du jour until the next one comes along. And I share with you a life lesson I learned from doing couples counseling, all on the way to answering the question, does Jesus ever say, do it or else? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to me. I feel like I've been gone for a very long time. I spent almost three weeks traveling to Indonesia on a scuba trip with my wife, Sarah. We lived for two of those weeks on a boat where we were going on dives three to four times a day, sometimes night dives at the end of the day. I've never done anything like this before, and it was fabulous and amazing. And I'm excited to be home. I'm excited to be with you again with my latest podcast episode. Now, I love to take photos. So if you want to see some of my underwater pictures, check out my Sky Pilot Faith Quest Facebook page because I posted some pictures there. One of my favorite courses in seminary was homiletics, learning to preach sermons. I took my first course on homiletics during the second semester of my very first year in seminary. And the format of the course that year was, for the most part, strikingly easy. We met once a week for three hours. Each week, there would be three people from the class assigned to preach a sermon. And we'd listen to someone read the scripture on which their sermon was based and then preach the sermon. Then we would gather around a table and each take turns without having taken notes and give a brief outline of what we just heard. Now, this part wasn't evaluation so much as it was an opportunity for the person who preached the sermon to see what stuck with people and how much of the original intent, the original text of the sermon, got through. Then after we went through the outline phase, we would move into the evaluation phase. Again, we'd go around the table, each person offering feedback. What worked? What didn't? What did you learn? How did it make you feel? Did it give you any kind of insight or transformation? All of that was fair game. On one particular day, someone preached a sermon on judgment. Well, actually, the sermon was on God's desire for us to lead our lives without judging others. Now, each sermon and evaluation process was about 45 minutes. And when that process was over, we took a 15-minute break before we moved into the next sermon. During the break, one of my classmates, not the preacher, came up to me with a coffee in one hand and a muffin in the other. He pointed at me with a muffin and said, you know, I get it. The Bible says we aren't supposed to judge. But here's my question. When do we get to judge? When do I get to judge? I laughed because... I thought he was joking, and then I noticed he wasn't smiling. He was intense. He was serious. I will tell you that in that moment, I realized that I didn't agree with him, but I understood his point. No, okay, that's not the best way to say this. Intellectually, I disagreed with him, but I think emotionally, I was right on board. I think making judgments is kind of hardwired into our emotional system. Think maybe 30,000 years ago as humans wandered out across the savanna in search of food. 
they were on the hunt. But in those situations, they were in a precarious situation because they were hunting and yet also keenly aware of the reality that they were also potentially the hunted. They were in search of food and yet, again, aware that if they let their vigilance slip, they could become food for some other creature. So they were hyper alert. Every sense was paid attention to. Being overly cautious, overly sensitive to the judgments that you were making, well, you may be wrong. But if you paid attention to them, you lived to hunt and judge another day. And those who were overly critical, overly aware, overly trusting of their judgments, they certainly had a higher probability of survival. Now, fast forward to today. We live in a world that for many of us, it doesn't carry the same kind of tangible, physical danger in our current age, for many of us, that it did thousands of years ago. But the hypersensitivity to our thoughts, to our opinions, to our judgments, that part has remained. I think our highly developed sense of rapid assessment skills has gone now in search of new information to focus on. And the internet, the news, has given it to us actually buried us in it. Nowhere is this more true than in the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp defamation trial. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, God bless you. You're a very special person. As I scrolled through my Facebook feed recently, I was genuinely surprised to see how many people on Facebook were taking the opportunity to voice their opinion about the trial. People seem to feel the need to offer their observations about the trial and then conclude with a reason for being on Team Depp or Team Heard. First, let me say, I don't have an opinion on this. Well, actually, you can call me on that because that isn't true. I wouldn't be bringing it up if I didn't have some sort of opinion on this. I just don't have a chosen side. When I was in parish ministry, I often met with couples who were having marital difficulty or relationship difficulty because some of them weren't married. Though couples did not do long-term counseling with me, that wasn't my function, I was often the first place they'd start. And sometimes they were working through something that just needed a couple of sessions, four or five sessions, and we were done. Sometimes the problems were more serious and they would move on to a long-term marital counselor to do their counseling with. Some of these couples are still married, still in relationship, very successfully today, and unfortunately, some are not. When a couple wound up separating or divorcing, it was not unusual for someone in the congregation, or sometimes multiple people in the congregation, to mention the trouble to me. And occasionally, they'd want to know if I knew about it, and then more subtly, what I knew about it. When I feigned ignorance as a part of my commitment to confidentiality, the person I was speaking to would occasionally offer his or her opinion about what they understood the real issue was in the failed relationship. And here, here's what I learned. They were more often than not wrong. More often than not, not just a little bit off, but strikingly, shockingly wrong. A professional marital counselor can often take months or even years to help a couple discover what the real issues are that they're facing. And that's in the midst of a relatively safe space like a counselor's office. 
My point here is that I'm always surprised by people's willingness to weigh in with their opinions as to what's going on in the life of someone else. Let's be honest. I think we do it because it feels good. If we can spend some solid time sorting out the most sorted parts of someone else's life, well, it keeps our minds off our own lives and having to look closely in that direction. All right, all right then. So we shouldn't be making assessments about Johnny Depp and Amber Point taken. But it's kind of strange topic. I mean, even for you, for this podcast, this is more social commentary than faith-based or religious content. Got anything else? How about a quote from the Bible? Okay, so what you got? Matthew 7.1, do not judge others. Well, it's kind of simple. Is that it? Well, no. This one actually goes a lot further. Actually, Jesus gets rather pointed about this one. He not only gives us the command not to judge, but he tells us why. He actually says there's kind of a divine tit-for-tat attached to this commandment. Jesus basically says, don't judge others or else. Wait, wait, what? The fuller passage says... Do not judge others. Yep, got that. Hang on, there's more to the quote. Do not judge others so that you may not be judged. For the judgment you give will be the judgment you get. And the measure you give will be the measure you get. And those aren't my words. Those are Jesus's words. So Jesus offers something that is rather tangible, practical, and to be honest, a little bit disturbing. Imagine the idea that Jesus is willing to allow us to go without judgment. We can each go entirely without being judged, as long as we have allowed others to go without our judgment. Oh, and then he gets even further cranked up on the subject, because here's the rest of the passage. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye but you don't notice the log in your own eye. Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. You got to figure that when Jesus starts calling us hypocrites, he's pretty serious about what he is saying. I started this podcast with a story about my preaching class, my homiletics class. I took this class during my first year of seminary. The class that was in their senior year, their final year of seminary, were conducting a fundraiser by selling muffins in the student lounge, and they were sold on a self-serve basis. Take a muffin, put a dollar in the cup. My classmate who spoke to me during our homiletics class was eating one of those fundraiser muffins as he talked to me about judgment. You know what I discovered later? He stole the muffin. He, he didn't think he should have to pay a dollar. Actually, what he thought was that a dollar was an outrageously high price for a muffin, so he didn't pay anything. He just took it. As he talked to me about being ready, willing, and eager to judge others, he was eating a stolen muffin. My point is not that he was a horrible, immoral person. My point is that I think he kind of represents all of us, when we're eager to gear up and judge the lives of others. 
My point is that when we get all fired up and ready to judge the lives of others, it's often with our own brokenness right in front of our own noses, yet being ignored so that we can focus on someone else's failings. The point is not to get your life in order and then you will be allowed to judge. The point is that paying attention to our own lives well, is more than enough to fill our time. We can leave the tidying up of other people's life choices. Well, we can leave it to those other people. At least that's what Jesus says. That's all for today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified of future episodes. You can also find me on Facebook, where you can also find those pictures that I mentioned of my scuba diving trip. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube. I have some videos that I've posted in the past there. Just search for Sky Pilot Faith Quest. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is dan at skypilot, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T dot zone. As always, I'd love to hear from you. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.